all praise due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we thank him, we glorify him. We send our salutations to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Dear respected brothers and sisters in faith, our discussion today is going to be about uh, marriage. And uh, because of the way the questions came, it's going to be uh, some series, maybe three or four series on this topic. We'll look at the origin, the reason behind it. We'll also look at how is it being done. we look at the questions pertaining marriage. We'll try our best to go through all the rulings regarding marriage and even how to do the proposals and stuff like that. We will make sure, inshallah, through the lessons to talk about some difficult questions that might arise when it comes to marriage, culturally and also Islamically. Our aim, inshallah, is to address the concern of the youth, as we made mention, uh, as the questions kept coming, we were looking at the challenges that the youth are facing when it comes to marriage. When is it due? What age? Who am I going to marry? You know, all that comes and then also we hear, you know, the responsibilities in, in marriage. So we're going to take the lesson one step at a time. Inshallah, our aim is just to keep going, but um, we also be mindful of our time, especially when questions and answers will be uh, given in between that or by the end of the session. So we'll try the best to stick to within 30 minutes of the general talk and then maybe we'll get 15 minutes or 10 minutes for the question and answers. So inshallah, when we get up to 30 minutes, full 30 minutes of the lesson, you can prompt me so that we can start. As I said, since it's a, it's a series, it doesn't matter when we stop, we can always continue with that. All right. Um, to start with, first of all, we need to look at the kalima, the word and nikah. So normally we talk about nikah, nikah, nikah. What is nikah? Um, when we look at the word nikah, it has multiple meanings. But the general meaning when it comes to uh, our linguistic Arabic language, and nikah, when we say nikah, lughatan, huwa dham, that is to combine, wal jama', also to connect or to bring things together. والتداخل, entering into each other. So bringing things together. So مثلاً, you know, when you go and look at the tree, as the tree grows, you know, the branches come out and then they go into each other. That is what we call نكاح الأشجار أو تناكح الأشجار which means the, the tree has gone in between each other, like they weaved each other. So the idea of the word nikah, when we look at it linguistically, 
it is to just to say that you bring in things together. So when that comes into Islamic concepts, what nikah is, it has two meanings in Islamic context. Number one, al-aqd, which means to tie, to bring things together and tie them up. And number two also is to make it permissible for two opposite genders to come together in a relationship. So that is what we mean by nikah. So when we look at that linguistical aspect, we want to look at it from that point of view. I want, I'll be pinpointing some things in this journey for you to put your mind on. Number one, we said bringing two things together from different angles to be, be weaved, to get into each other. When we look at this from this point of view, let's ask ourselves the basic question when it comes to marriages. Individuals from two different families having different lifestyle altogether. Somewhere down the track, they are asked to come and live under the same roof. Different understanding, different way of life. The challenges that they might face from their houses are totally different. And you brought them together under the same roof. Are you expecting them in that particular time to be comfortable with each other without having misunderstanding? Definitely not. Because in your own house, same father, same mother, siblings will always quarrel. In the same house, they grow up in the same family. Same mom cooking every now and then, they will have issue even with the food that is being cooked, what they like best. Not to talk about when you come from different houses. So when it comes to nikah or marriage, it's not a gathering or bringing two people together and that is it, it's just happy ending. It's not the case. There are going to be challenges. So while we go through the journey, I want you to start thinking of this. When you come between you and that person, you are not there to change the person to do what you like. Marriage is not the case. As we enter into each other, we will start to learn about each other. We will start to understand each other. In some cases, we will learn and act like each other because of this, the setting, because of the environment that we got. You hear sometimes they say, the husband and wife look alike. Not because they look alike physically, but just because of that connection that they have, they start to act like each other without them even thinking about it. You talk and then you start smiling like the way your wife does or like the way your husband does. Reason being, lifestyle steals lifestyle. So when you are with people or you are with somebody, slowly you will start to act like that person. The same thing also applies to the challenges of things that you are not always together when it comes to decision-making. So we want to always start thinking of all this in the journey. Either you are already married and you are having some sort of difficulties here and there, 
or you are about to get married and you are thinking of how does it work well for your information it is not always smooth sometimes someone has to bend for someone to go someone you need sometimes you have to accept what you don't believe in just because you want to you want peace to prevail so in marriage it's not always because i am right no there is no right and wrong but rather understanding of each other acceptance of each other and let life goes and in most cases when you are able to come down to what inshallah we talk about regarding who the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam advise you to marry you will understand that that will be the reason why there will be peace in your house so in a nutshell marriage if we talk about it nikah is what makes it possible what makes it halal for two opposite genders to come together islamically to be able to enjoy each other's company but then we go further what are the ruling when we say we understood what marriage is we understood the word nikah but what is its hukum what are what the way does nikah sits islamically so when we talk about that the general consensus of scholars and nikah annahu mustahabba aw mustahabbun is something that is encouraged it is not compulsory in islam for a person to get married let's go through this again it is not compulsory in islam for a person to get married it is mustahabbun it is sunnah when we say it's not compulsory it's not saying that you are discouraging people from getting married but you need to understand in islam we have what we call arkanul islam for instance when you are asked to say the pillars of islam will you mention marriage in it no you won't mention it because it's not part of it. when you are asked of arkanul iman will you mention marriage in it no you won't the same thing with ihsan so when we talking about marriage marriage is not compulsory it is mustahab something that is liked something that is sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this bittifaq almadhahib all madhahib agree on this when you go to hanafi they agreed when you go to malikiya they agree shafi'iya they agree hanabila they agreed all of them agreed that marriage is not compulsory but the rulings the laws in marriage are allah's laws so the moment you get involved in marriage the rules that governs marriage is words of allah and if you break that rules you will be penalized for that so number one, marriage as we said is not compulsory we're going to look at verses of quran or hadith that confirms this because that is the idea of this journey don't just say things but look at evidence base allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the quran 
فَنْقِهُ مَعْقَابَ لَكُمْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ Marry those that are halal for you among women. Which means that it's not all women you can even marry anyway. So, power here is not about those that are beautiful, those that are halal for you. Which means you have to look at a woman that is halal for you, not your sister, not your mom, not your auntie, but those that are not from your family, that are halal for you to marry, you have to marry from them. So here, Allah has given you choice. Alright? He said, choose among those that are halal for you to get married. So for here, when we look at it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say, just marry, but he gave you the choice to choose those that you are comfortable with. أي ما طاب لكم أنه علك النكاح بطيب نفس with what your heart desire. So when you go out and about and you couldn't get someone that your heart desire, then you don't have to marry. Because you were given the choice to choose from who or when among those that your heart desire to get married. If it is compulsory, you have to get married regardless whether you like the person or not. As it's been said, we spoke about this with some brothers some time back. Inshallah, in our lesson, it will come to that. Everyone want to get married, but they still couldn't find the right woman. Okay? They say oh, they, they don't tick the boxes. And amazingly, this person that is complaining, the girls that they met did not tick the boxes no one said that you have ticked their box as well. You're looking for them, you know, the right woman. Who said you are the right man anyway? You know, sometimes that hypocrisy, you are not the perfect of people and you want the perfect wife. It's easy. Everyone should go and seek for their shayateen and train them up. Go and look for yours and make them the way you want. But you're not expecting those angels somewhere when you have messed around somewhere and you expect to get the best of one, it's not possible. So first of all, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you choice here to select from those that you've desired to marry. Which means that if you don't get anyone that your heart desires, you don't have to get married because you are given a choice here. If it's compulsory, Allah could have told you to get married regardless of the situation. And another thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in this verse as well that makes us understood that marriage is not compulsory is when he said at the end of the verse by saying وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاهِدًا أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ So this part of the verse is also al-istidlal. Uh, okay? فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا so we are only looking at our evidence regarding marriage, whether it's compulsory or not. So we did not take the whole chapter or the whole verse as it is. We only picked what we are looking at regarding the compulsion or not. So If you cannot be just among women, then you should marry one or here, aw is bal ma malakat aymanukum, which is concubines that you possess with your own hands.
So for your information, all this will come to that in our lesson, so we don't need to jump into conclusion. But let's look at this word, the concubines. They are not married women that you have. If marriage is compulsory, Allah will not combine either you get married or you have the concubines. Because this one is not compulsory Islamically either. If marriage is compulsory, Allah will not combine it with this. So that is what will istidlal or evidence that make us understood that really marriage is not compulsory because Allah will not compare what is compulsory and what is not. It's just to say that pray Fajr. But if you couldn't pray Fajr, pray uh, Salat al-Duha. Salat al-Duha is not going to suffice your Fajr. Fajr is compulsory. So here, marriage, the evidence here is telling us, indeed, marriage is sunnah, something that is encouraged, but not compulsory in Islam, for someone has to do it regardless of the situation. So with this, we are able to prove that marriage is not compulsory. Number two, from the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. It came, some people came to the wife of the Prophet asking questions about the life of the Prophet because they want to be like him. They want to, they want to increase themselves in ibadah. So they were asking questions and they were told about the life of the Prophet When they heard everything that was said, they then said, one of them said, well, the Prophet mashallah, Allah has, you know, forgiven him. We are not like him. For that matter, he sleeps part of the night and pray part of the night. I, from today onwards, I'm not going to sleep at night at all. I'm going to spend all my night in prayer because we are not like the Prophet Allah has given him more than enough. We are just, you know, individuals that don't have much. So we want to make sure that we do a lot. One of them also said, well, same, but I think the Prophet ﷺ is just someone special. We cannot be like him, and for that matter, I will keep fasting every single day of the year. Every day I will be fasting. And the third person also said, for me to be able to get opportunity to be able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will not marry in my life. Abadan, I'm not going to marry again. When the Prophet ﷺ came, he asked, who were those that were talking and what were they talking about? When he was told about that, he وسلم, then said to them, I am more fearful of Allah than you. I have more iman of Allah than you. I fast and I break fast. I don't fast for the whole year. All right? So he's trying to tell them that if you want to do like me or if you want to be a good person, do what I do. You cannot do more than enough, more than what you can handle. Alright? Asumu wa uftir wa usalli wa urkid. I sleep sometimes, I pray sometimes. I don't keep my all the night praying. No. Okay? Wa atazawwajun nisa and I do marry women. Whoever does not follow or like my sunnah is not part of me. He did not say because it's compulsory, he has to get married. But he said, this is my way. 
This is my sunnah. Alright? So as long as he associated with him, we understood that marriage is not compulsory, but it is sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ and encouraged. And when we look at the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ again, where Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was telling us regarding marriage, he said the Prophet ﷺ said, Ya ma'ashar al-shabab. Oh youth, Allah when the Prophet ﷺ was talking up to the youth. Whoever can afford, the person has reached the age, matured enough, if he has the means, he should get married. Because getting married will protect your sights from looking at things that are haram. And also it will protect your private path. But if you cannot, if you cannot if you cannot get married you don't have the means then you are encouraged to be fasting because that fasting will protect that person so if you cannot get married you need to fast that will protect you and this is what the Prophet said if marriage is compulsory the Prophet ﷺ will not give option for a person if he cannot fast, he should do something else. If marriage is compulsory, he ﷺ will say, you have to fast, regardless of the situation. But he gave option for those that cannot fast. So all these are evidence regarding fasting, uh, uh, marriage not being compulsory. Now, hukmun nikah the ruling of marriage more than one Islamically where does Islam stand regarding this? It is accepted to get married more than one as long as it does not cross up to for women. So here also, there are some things that we'll be looking at, but very important before we start that, we need to draw the attention of the men on this. As it is permissible, there are things you have to take into consideration. Number one, responsibility. If you cannot take care of one wife and you go for two, Allah will punish you for that. When we talk about taking care of one wife means feeding her, clothing her, sheltering her. If you have a business, you want your wife to pay part of the rent, you pay part of the rent and you say you are going to get married, you will be punished for that. You have not taken your responsibility yet. You are responsible. Full-time responsibility. Feed her, clothe her, shelter her. You pay your rent, you pay your gas bill, you pay your water bill. If you can do that, feed her, buy her clothing, you can do that. Then you are getting ready, but you are not ready yet. The next responsibility is 
You need to take care of your children. And we live in a society where it's compulsory for children to go to school. So you just want to save money, you send your kids to public school so that you can get married to get, to get married, you will be penalized for that. So you need to be able to look at the dynamics of the environment in which you live and the, the, the responsibility that is there. If you can take care of that, then you open the next door if you can. But people are always rushing. Allah said, Go next, he said, There are responsibility. You have to be just. And also, this verse, Some people also calculated it differently. You married two, you add three, make it five, you add four, make it nine. This is wrong. But there are some scholars who do this calculation. The reason why we will not agree with that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even spoke about the types of angels in the Quran, and he made mention regarding that, uh, regarding the angels in the Quran, he gave us some type of angels and the way they are. So we cannot agree with those who said, means you can add up to nine wives. Your max is four if you have the means. So that is just regarding that. As I made mention, we are trying to look at the reality here. We are not looking at our personal interest. For your information, everything we are talking about, we center our discussion within the Islamic fold. It doesn't matter which country, which environment you find yourself. We're looking at what Islam said is accepted and what is not. So we need to look at it in the reality. We don't have to say uh, this or that. No, we just need to look at things how they are. Now, why is it that Islam said we should get married? What is the wisdom behind marriage anyway? There are some things that we'll be looking at very quick to understand. But first, I need to bring about this very important component. Marriage has been the norm from Adam salam. Regardless of religion, race, community, marriage has always been the norm of bringing two individuals together. That is why in Islam, it doesn't matter how a person got married, as long as they are married and they become Muslims, Islam does not say change the marriage because you are not you are now Muslims. No. So culturally, there are ways. There are ways in which marriage has been done from Adam salam all the way. And I remember the Prophet even saying regarding marriage, he said that all my parents, from my father Abdullah and Amina, all the way to Adam, there was no one individual among them that was not married and had a child before marriage. Which means all his lineage from Adam, all the parents that came, they gave birth through marriage until him. So none. He said, all my lineage have been protected. From Adam all the way to me, all of them came in contact through marriage. Number one, one of the wisdoms of getting married is al-muhafadha ala naslin 
preservation and continuation of generation. So marriage is a way in which a child is expected. And for us to go through that, Islamically, if you want to have a child, it has to go through marriage. So marriage is one of the doors to be able to preserve and also get the new generation or the generations to be continued. That is one wisdom behind marriage. Number two, al-iffa, chastity. Things need to be done in purity. You need to be able to understand a person will be complete, respectable if he or she is married. You will be wandering around, will be looking at you like a goat around. The moment you get married, we start putting you part of the discussion. When the men are talking, we put you among. If you are not married, when we're talking, we kick you out. Look, men are talking, move away. So marriage complete a man. And the same thing with a woman. Marriage, you may, marriage make you a better person within the garden. When the married women are talking and you, the bachelors, come, they need to push you away. Look, sister, we, the mar- we, we, are, we know what we're talking about. You know? So that, in that, you are not qualified to be part of it because you don't know what, what they are talking about. You are just a baby. So when men are talking, normally we try. I remember when I, where I came from, they have a saying that uh, when those with uh, multiple wives are talking and you with a single wife is talking, they say, hey, shush, men are talking. You don't need to be part of it. But here, we don't want to go there. We just say that anyone that is married is more or less more important than those um, on the left. I don't want to mention those. <laughs> so number two is ifa, chastity. Number three, Mawadda was second. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Here in Adelaide, South Australia, the northern part of Adelaide here, unfortunately, we don't have a masjid. There's no one masjid that can accommodate up to 200 people in congregation. Because of this, Amiksa and Al-Ansar Community Center decided they're going to do this to help. Our aim is to make sure that we have something that can save the whole community. We have over 12,000 Muslims around here. And the only way we can get a good congregation is by bringing the community together in one prayer hall. The Prophet said, whoever built the masjid, Allah will build a castle for the person in Jannah. So with this project, it's a massive project that will get madrasa, we get masjid, we get a big complex that will serve the whole community. Ladies, children will get opportunity to participate at the same time. To do this, we need your support. We need you to at least commit. If we are able to get at least 8,000 families to give us 250, it will take us a long way or more for anyone who want to give it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and claim it on the day of Qiyamah. So please come together. Let's do this together. May Allah make it easy for us to achieve this journey. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is very important to acknowledge the aspect as well. Sometimes people, when marriage is, talk, is being talked about, what only comes in their mind is Bollywood. They thought that the life is always like a movie. In reality, it's not. You don't know the, how horrible someone is unless you live under the same roof. After one week, you will be scared of the one that you always want the person to talk to you till one o'clock at night. 
After marriage, you are running away. That is the reality. But the secret here is communication, which you will come to when you communicate a lot, when you have more to talk about. Marriage then becomes a beautiful environment. Because you need to communicate. You need to talk. You need to understand each other's interests. Marriage needs to lift from being spouse to having a friend. You never get tired of your friend anyway. When you look at friendship and marriage, if you, are, you can see that you are at home, you are eager to go out again. You can sit with your friend and chat and chat. You never get tired. The reason is because of the communication aspect. So when we are able to create good communication in our houses, it makes the marriage a beautiful environment. But when we don't communicate, that is where the issue starts. We don't want to be like the old, the, the, the grandfathers, you know, those old days. There's no any discussion whatsoever. It's just like they just give command and their wives have to do, cook, clean. You know, even sometimes, unfortunately, these days, you talk about this, you know, the wife will be cooking, cleaning, looking after the kids, and the husband is just there, turning the remote, changing this, playing game, and complaining that the food is not ready. How come? What is your responsibility in the house? Just you give food or you give the raw materials? That is not being a husband. Play part. If you need to be in the kitchen to support in cooking, do that. In there, while they're cooking, she's cutting the onions, you are frying, you're chatting. You have more to talk about and continue the discussion until the food. But you just want to come, food is ready to eat. That's not life, man. So when you are asking for marriage, please, it is more than what you think. You need to be more proactive when it comes to that. Number four, one of the wisdoms of marriage is also ta'awan. It is an opportunity to create worldly interests and also akhira. So you need to have things that is, you have in common. As I made mention, with communication, you will be able to create things in common that will help you to be able to understand each other. Some things that you like best after marriage, you will not even be interested in it anymore. I remembered some of the best clothes that I have after marriage, I lost them. I don't know. The boss think that I don't look nice in it. And I'm thinking, mashallah, this is my pink at top. I look for it everywhere I lost it. Can I complain? That is part of being married. It's not just about you. You get it? So in reality, sometimes you need to forgo some of your interests, not because you don't want it, but just because now it's not just you. And it builds up when you have kids. You don't need to always have what you want. So you will create some worldly interests as you go in marriage. Alhamdulillah, some of us will always say Alhamdulillah. We, we were lucky because it's not everyone that is lucky in this society. Wallahi, sometimes the moment you get married, the gray hair you cannot stop counting. Alhamdulillah, mine is not much. So, I know I'm being taken care of. But uh, in reality, wallahi, sometimes you want to run away from your own home. Because if there's... I'm not scaring you, you get married. I know. Don't worry. 
But that, these are the realities. It's not always as rosy as people. That's what I said. It's not a movie. These are reality. So you create a good environment where you feel comfortable going home. You create it. You create it. People are saying that women are amazing. Whatever you give them, they give you double of that. So you don't want to mess up there because you get double of that. Try to always give good there so that you always expect good. So inshallah, to wrap up, we'll go to the last point we're going to talk about regarding the wisdom behind marriage. And that is also marriage will help you to release any harmful uh, or toxic things that are in you by having that sort of environment of what mutual understanding, love, care, and whatever. So inshallah, we'll stop here. As I made mention, it's a big series. I'm thinking of taking it three or four weeks, but unfortunately, the way I see it is going to expand. But most importantly, your questions as we go is more important. So inshallah, we will stop here and take your questions. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastakfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yusifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.